Well, good morning. It's uh, Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'm available on all sorts of uh, uh, platforms. I'm Peter Lawrence from Los Angeles. It is 21 more days until Trump leaves office. 21 more days until Trump leaves office. The countdown continues. Uh, Yesterday, Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell blocked uh, Bernie Sanders and Democratic lawmakers to advance the House-approved measure that would provide $2,000 direct payments to most Americans. Even He's blocking it because he knows that Republicans are going to pass it, and he does not want... Uh, Biden's administration to sub- succeed, and he knows Republicans will pass it. Even the uh, two Georgia uh, Republicans that are running, they've said that they would re- uh, they would support it. They've said that they would support it because they're losing the election because of McConnell. Anyway, shortly shortly after uh, blocking uh, the bill. Uh, Mitch the Bitch McConnell introduced legislation uh, tying the checks to the uh, uh, Trump-backed uh, provisions to repeal legal uh, protections for internet companies and establish a commission to study virtually non-existent voter fraud. Now, first let's talk about rolling back uh, the uh, protections for internet companies. Uh, Trump is claiming he wants to do that to help free speech. But it doesn't help free speech. It does the exact opposite. If those protections aren't there, then Twitter and Facebook and all those other companies will have to restrict more speech to stop people from saying things. It doesn't make sense. Uh, Senate Democrats immediately uh, rejected uh, um, uh, McConnell's a bill as a non-starter and warned the measure is an obvious effort to ensure that the $2,000 direct payments don't clear the Senate. That's what, Like I said, that's what he wants to do. He doesn't want money going out because he, he knows it'll help the Biden administration. You people in Kentucky who re- re-elected that little bitch last month, the fuck is wrong with you? Huh. Now that I have your attention, let's uh, let's at least try to fix the world. Apparently, Nashville police officers dropped the ball. If you can imagine, the police making mistakes. So let's get this straight. I am doing nothing wrong with this podcast and my views and my and and, and my emails to my uh, uh, my congressman. I, I, I do nothing wrong. And I get visited first by the LAPD and then a second time by the FBI. And by the way, that was a, the, the second visit, visit by the FBI because the first time they came there the previous week, I wasn't home. I was, I was out doing stuff. Nothing nefarious, apparently. Uh, but Nashville, police visited the home of the uh, um, uh, Nashville bomber Anthony Quinn Warner in uh uh, 2019, after his girlfriend told authorities he was making bombs inside his RV. She told them he was making bombs inside the RV. Are you kidding me? 
Uh, the Tennessean, uh, it's a newspaper, reported that Metro Nashville Police Department documents also indicate that both local and federal authorities knew in August 2019. That's, that's uh, 16 months ago. Uh, about alleged threats Warner had made. When authorities visited uh, Warner's girlfriend at her home, about a mile and a half away from Warner's home, she told Nashville police that Warner was building bombs in the RV trailer at his residence. And, and she also turned in a couple of guns that he had left at her place. And he did, she, she called them because she didn't want the guns there. Anyway... At the time, a lawyer who represented, uh, uh, who was representing both Warner and his girlfriend told officers that Warner frequently talks about the military and bomb making and knows what he is doing and is capable of making a bomb. His own attorney told authorities that he could make a bomb, that he knew what he was doing. She said he's making bombs. How much more information do you need? Are you that damn stupid? Oh, man. And, and still, I get visited by the FBI, and I'm doing nothing. After visiting the girlfriend on uh, that day in 2019, officers went to Warner's home, knocked on the door, and he didn't appear to be home. They also noticed that there was an RV parked outside and had several, uh, it, I think it was uh, parked in, on, on the property, um, uh, several security cameras and wires attached to the RV. And it appeared to have an alarm set up at the front door. So I, I'm guessing the police... I mean, uh, that he was in the RV, probably working on his bombs. <laughs> anyway, Nashville police saw no evidence of a crime. Hey, uh, he's building bombs in his RV. The RV has security cameras, uh, uh, cameras and wires attached to it. You know, <sighs> no evidence of the crime at the time and had no authority to enter the property. What, you can't get a warrant off of somebody saying that there's bombs being made? Are you serious? We're going to get to the warrant thing. Because it's apparently quite easy to get a warrant. And we've talked about this, about Breonna Taylor. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Anyway, so they left. And they sent a report to the department's hazardous device unit and to the FBI. FBI Special Agent Jason Pack of the Knoxville Field Office wrote on August 22, 2019, the FBI received a request from Metro Nashville Police Department to check Anthony Warner and subsequently found no records at all. Additionally, the FBI facilitated a Department of Defense inquiry on Warner at the request of the Metro Nashville Police Department, which was also negative. The Defense Department had reported that checks on Warner were all negative. The Federal Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, I didn't know, I, I didn't know that they added explosives to the name, also had no information about Warner, he said. Also, later that month, police contacted the lawyer, uh, Raymond, Raymond, what a name, Raymond Throckmorton III. <laughs> Raymond Th Throckmorton III. To arrange a conversation with Warner, but the lawyer told, uh, um, told them Warner didn't care for police and would not agree to any inspection of his RV. That's what warrants are for. Meanwhile, I get visited at least three times. Honestly, you guys at the FBI, I've always trusted you more. Uh, uh, you'd be more smarter than local police and more honest than local police. But this time you really fucked it up and proved how stupid and unorganized you are. 
I mean, what the hell? I'm doing nothing, and you harass me. You bother. Well, you didn't harass me. I, in all honesty, the the FBI guys were really nice. But come on, this was laid in your lap. Are you kidding me? Oh, wow. Two police officers uh, who were. Um, I'm I'm moving on. Uh, two police officers who were a part of the raid that ended uh, with the alleged murder. I'm using that word, but I say alleged of Brianna Taylor, are reportedly being terminated by Louisville uh, Metro Police Department nine months after Taylor was killed in her apartment when police attempted to carry out a search. Attorneys for Detective Miles Cosgrove and Joshua James uh, have confirmed to member station, uh, uh, to, to station uh, WFPL that both have been given pre-termination letters by Chief Yvette Gentry. Uh, James was not at the raid. He was responsible for obtaining the police uh, warrant that led to the incident at uh, Taylor's home. Uh, James asked the court for a warrant supporting, uh, uh, supporting his request by saying that police learned from a postal inspector that a drug suspect, Taylor's, uh, you know, her her ex-boyfriend, had received packages at her address. But he later acknowledged to investigators that he had not verified that the information, the information with a postal inspector. But we, we, you and I, already know all this because we talked about it in, in what, what was that, June? We talked about this? I told you about this back then and that the police, possibly the DA and the judge were told by the post office that no packages were being sent to Ms. Taylor. It wasn't happening. Parsing of words is clear on this. Joshua Jane said, or his attorney, uh, he had not, uh, his attorney said that Joshua Jane said he had not verified that information with a postal inspector. That's a quote. Quote, he had not verified that information with a postal inspector. End quote. Think about that sentence. I talk about parsing words all the time, about parsing sentences. This is what politicians do, and this is what lawyers do. Misleading at best. The post office is on record as saying that they were asked and said it was not happening. Saying, quote, he had not verified that information with a postal inspector is the truth. He hadn't verified it with the postal inspector because the postal inspector said that it wasn't happening. Of course, he couldn't verify it. Um, he actually was told. He, it, was, it was verified that it was not happening. But he's saying that he hadn't verified that it was happening. He's trying to get out of lying. The wording is the key for his defense. The DA should absolutely be investigated. Joshua and Joshua James should be tried for murder because it's his actions caused Brianna Taylor's murder. At the very least, he should be in prison for for um, uh, lying on a warrant, which is perjury. I, I don't know what, what's taking him so long. And, and the DA should definitely be investigated for this. Uh, there's no way the DA didn't know about the post office. Come on. Really? 
a black DA, by the way, a Republican, oddly. Moving on, public education champion, uh, champions are denouncing uh, Trump's new executive order that enables states to use funds from uh, a federal block grant program to provide vouchers for private school tuition, uh, homeschooling, and other educational expenses during the coronavirus p- uh, pandemic. Even as, I mean, critics are saying, <coughs> excuse me, the move is more of a symbolic endorsement of school private, privatization than a serious attempt to subsidize uh, in-person learning. Uh, this is what corporations do. They private, uh, privatize uh, government so CEOs and executives can profit. Government workers get fair wages, but private corporations, when they take over contracts for the government, do whatever the fuck they want. Uh, the money they, sa- they save paying slave wages goes to executives. They, they did this uh, uh, in prison uh, system. I, I, I mean, uh, they, they uh, instead of government taking care of it, uh, corporations, food, telephones, everything. Corporations uh, uh, get contracts for this and make money off of it and uh, pay workers slave wages so the CEOs can make money. This is just more transfer of wealth from the poor to the rich. The White House spun the executive order as an attempt to provide more flexibility to parents amid what Trump called the public education system's failure to provide in-person learning uh, options. My head's exploding. Trump neglected to mention that his administration has failed to create the conditions for safe reopening of public schools. He didn't do anything to help. He cut funding. Ugh. Education uh, Week is a is apparently a um, a magazine, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the, a reporter, Andrew, ooh man, Uji Fuza, said that he is uh, unsure whether uh, Trump can do this uh, through an executive order because the Community Services uh, Block Grant Program doesn't provide direct grants to individuals. Uh, Uji Fuza uh, called the president's move a last ditch gesture. In other words. Um, you can't uh, tell people to do with with this money what they want because the money isn't going to them. It's going uh, to, it's a block grant. Anyway, Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards will likely call a special, uh, um, you know, I, I like that the, uh, to call him John Bell Edwards because he goes by John Edwards, but he's not really anything to do with John Edwards. You know the John Edwards I'm talking about. Anyway, <clears throat> He will likely call a special election in March to fill the 5th Congressional District seat of the late Luke Letlow, who died yesterday from COVID-19 complications. Republican, of course. He was 41. Uh, Letlow died at uh, Oshner LSU Health in Shreveport. Shreveport, that's a, uh, uh, like a couple hours north, north-north uh, north, uh, west of uh, Louisiana, of, um, I said Louisiana, of uh, New Orleans. Uh, I know I know a girl from uh, Shreveport. He died from a heart attack following a procedure to remove a blood clot as a uh, complication to COVID-19. And that's what it does. COVID-19 really affects the blood, and that's why it gets all over the the body, causing problems in all, sort, in all sorts of systems. That's what the problem is. <clears throat> he had been in uh, Shreveport's uh, hospital intensive care unit since December 23rd. Uh, Letlow, who had been uh, uh, former Congressman uh, Ralph Abraham's 
uh, a chief of staff. He won the 5th Congressional District seat after the current congressman, Ralph Abraham, had promised he, to only hold three terms. So, I, I, technically, I think they, just, they should just tell Ralph Abraham to just stay on for an extra, uh, a fourth term. Who cares? Nobody cares. It's, it's, it's not going to go Democratic. <laughs> I, I, odds are it won't. Uh, reproductive rights advocate across the country celebrated yesterday after lawmakers in Massachusetts in the Massachusetts Senate joined with those in the House to override Governor Charlie Baker's veto of legislation to address what critics called medically unnecessary and politically motivated barriers to abortion care. Uh, the Senate's uh, 32 to 8 vote came a day after the House's 107 to 46 vote. That's quite a lot. That's, that's you know, huh. uh, it's a two-thirds majority. Uh, at least, uh, 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 to, required by both chambers to override uh, the veto. Initially, uh, the, the veto initially, I mean the law initially passed as part of the fiscal uh, year 2021 budget uh, that pared down, uh, pared down, pared down, uh, versions of the Roe Act codifies abortion rights into law. Also, abortions after 24 weeks in case of fatal fetal anomaly or if the pregnant person's health is affected and uh, enables anyone uh, age 16 or older to choose to terminate a pregnancy. So it I guess it lowered the age from 18. Is that what it did? Uh, I'm not familiar with the law specifically. And on that note, this is really interesting. Thousands of women gathered in uh, Buenos Aires uh, erupting in, in joy earlier today after Argentina's uh, Senate voted to approve legislation that would legalize abortion, the culmination of years-long, uh, you know, grassroots efforts to rep uh, uh, for reproductive rights in um, Latin America. Uh, the bill permitting elective abortions up to the 14th week of pregnancy passed by a vote of 38 to 29, and President Alberto Fernandez has vowed to sign the measure into law. No relation to the Fernandez, who was president of Dominican Republic, who I am related to, by the way. Uh, it's a move that would make Argentina the, late, uh, the largest Latin American country to scrap strict anti-choice laws. And I'm, I'm happy to say anti-choice laws instead of anti-abortion laws, because it's anti-choice, not anti-abortion. <clears throat> In more promising news in the fight against uh, COVID, the British drug maker AstraZeneca's vaccine has received regulatory approval in the UK, and I've talked about the vaccine, this particular vaccine uh, before, that it would probably be a good investment for, for the stock market, AstraZeneca. However, they are not making a profit off of this vaccine, you know, because they're, uh, they're, they, uh, they promised... Um, uh, with Oxford University, that they uh, they wouldn't profit off of it really. So I think each dose is like two and a half dollars compared to uh, um, uh, uh, the other two, Pfizer and um, Moderna, um, uh, who are charging twenty or thirty dollars a, a dose. Uh, the vaccine was made in uh, collaboration with UK's Oxford University and comes three weeks after the UK became the first nation to roll out the Pfizer-BioNTech Bio vaccine, and two weeks after Moderna's. 
Uh, when I reported uh, last, I mentioned that their vaccine was one-tenth the cost and will likely vaccinate the rest of the world because it doesn't have a requirement for cold storage like, uh, you know, Pfizer and uh, Moderna's vaccine. So, kudos. They did a great job. Uh, and as I said before, it was a little, uh, just within the last couple of days, it was too little, uh, too little, too late for uh, the Trump administration. Uh, you know, that should be their mantra. Too little, too late. Or nothing at all, too late. <laughs> Um, uh, they should have restricted travel weeks ago after learning that the COVID mutation, about that COVID muta- mutation in Europe and in the UK specifically. Uh, but they didn't. Why didn't they? Because they know most airports are, are in populous democratic areas. Who cares if they get sick? Um, the first case of um, a new and potentially more infectious uh, strain of COVID-19 has been confirmed in the United States. Uh, Colorado health officials, uh, th- that's what they said uh, yesterday. And a second case was found this morning. Uh, the health officials confirmed the first case and notified the Centers for Disease Control. Uh, the infected individual is a man in his 20s. He doesn't have a history of traveling and is in isolation in Albert County, about 90 minutes south of uh, Denver. Uh, he doesn't, uh, uh, if he doesn't have a history of travel, you know that means it's been here for at least a week. And, and, and maybe more, maybe longer. But, uh, yeah, and I'm sure it's in New York. There's no doubt in my mind it's in New York and probably Los Angeles. Uh, But uh, uh, as I talked about um, this mutation, it may not be as deadly as the other mutation because we talked about how viruses evolve. Health health officials said stay-at-home orders were extended yesterday for two large parts of uh, California uh, because hospitals have been severely strained by surging uh, COVID-19 cases. And there's going to be a surge on top of a surge, you know it. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom warned Monday that uh, travel during the last holiday week made it all but inv- inevitable inevitable that the state would have, a, have that uh, surge on top of a surge. Uh, Southern California and San Joaquin Valleys remained at 0% ICU availability yesterday, which means that the hospitals have to uh, have had to go to surge capacity, you know, tents, throwing extra beds here and there, so on and so forth. Um, the orders were extended. Oh, and also uh, less nurses, uh, nurse to patient ratios. It's supposed to be uh, no, no less than, what is it? Uh, I forget what the numbers are supposed to be, but it's really bad right now. It's like flipped. It's supposed to be like a couple of nurses per patient. Now it's like several patients per nurse or something. Anyway, the uh, orders, the stay-at-home orders, were extended into 2021 and will remain in place until projections show that the ICU uh, threshold is reached. Uh, The ICU threshold, uh, they have to get... Uh, 15% of beds available, or 85% capacity. That's what they have to get to. And it has to be there for five days, I think. Um, The Labor Union for Professional Film and Television Actors told its members yesterday that most entertainment productions will remain on hiatus until the second or third week of January, if not later. Uh, The announcement came, uh, this is a day after, you know, Los Angeles County Department of Health called for Hollywood to consider halting physical uh, production for a few weeks uh, because of the surge. Uh, Hollywood 
has been called essential work and had a waiver because they use pods, grouping, and extensive testing. And I've, I've been on set. It's been very, very strict. Uh, I was on a, a set last week that wasn't so strict and I wasn't happy about it. But most of them have been uh, pretty strict. And speaking of staying at, uh, staying at home orders, stay at home orders, someone will not be allowed to. <laughs> a federal judge on Monday for the second time denied bail to Jelaine Maxwell. Oops, I'm sorry. I mispronounced it. Jislaine Maxwell, as I've said before, if you meet a woman that wants you to come meet her, her male friend and her name is Jiz Lane, you might want to uh, reconsider. <laughs> uh, that is how it's pronounced in, in some countries, by the way. Uh, the wealthy uh, uh, British socialite accused of grooming underage girls to be sexually abused by, you know, Jeffrey Epstein. Um, that's who she is. Uh, Judge Allison Nathan found, uh, as she did in the, in the first bail rejection in, in July, um, that Maxwell poses a serious flight risk given her wealth, possession of citizenship in multiple countries, and the severity of the charges that she faces. Uh, the denial came three days after Maxwell celebrated her 59th birthday on Christmas Day. Wow. In, uh, while, while in federal jail in Brooklyn. Uh, in New York, I should send her a card. You know, she is a billionaire. Maybe, maybe she'd she'd like to get you know me me saying hi to her. I'd like to do that. I'll send her a card. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, in her most uh, recent bail application, Maxwell had asked to be released on a twenty-two and a half million dollar personal recogniz recog recognizance bond really that's what it's called with millions of dollars more pledged as security for her appearances in court by seven relatives and friends uh, maxwell also proposed having armed guards ensure that she remained confined to a new york city residents and that she be monitored with an electronic device and that's it that's it for today hey thanks so much for coming I really do uh, appreciate you. I really do. Um, yeah, it's so good that you come. Uh, all I have to do is uh, Google um, uh, Political Views TV podcast. It's Wednesday, December 30th, 2020. But yeah, just Google that and I show up at the top of the search. Um Bring someone along with you tomorrow. Tell your friends about me. Um, and like I said, it's great having you here. And remember, remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. Don't let Republicans tell you otherwise. That's what they like to do. They, they like to say, hey, you know what? We need to enrich corporations for trickle-down economics. When in actuality, trickle-up economics work. Trickle-up. You give the money to the people, they spend it. Corporations make a lot of money. Hey, that's why Trump wants a $2,000 stimulus. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles. <laughs>